Welcome to Co-op Mode. I'm Mike SB. Fuck. Go, keep going. We're good, yeah. I'm Ben. I'm Ben Teed. Nice, and nice I'm Chris Lowe. And really? <laughs> and you may notice one of us is missing. And yes, yes. We threw off the rhythm of our introduction. Yeah, exactly. It pretty much throws off. Uh, unfortunately, well, messed up. Uh, well, first off, it's episode twelve, and we're reviewing Shadow Complex. And unfortunately, Josh is not with us this evening. He has other other duties. Uh, he has to um, take care of uh, more job related. So uh, I'm sure we'll get his. Uh, two cents on this uh game probably within the next episode we'll probably make that like the news segment i guess you would say but uh let's get on right in with it uh well a couple new game uh a couple new games or one or at least one game in particular came out that i kind of wish i had pre-ordered uh uh which which is dishonored from what i've read and from what i've seen uh it looks really really good i'm sure you two have seen and heard about it right yes you, you don't have to pre-order it you could just walk into the store and i know it. i just feel i just kind of feel guilty that i haven't pre-ordered it just the because. only reason why i was saying like you guys should look at pre-ordering at best buy is because you get the, because of the 20 dollars credit and yeah. of course pre-orders are an early way of a studio knowing getting an idea of what kind of sales they're going to get so that is a positive like pre-order games like Dishonored if you want if you're interested in it because it's a new IP and that tells the studio that people want it so you know, it's yeah play. that's kind of that's kind of what like I wanted voting to, I wanted early. To do. I wanted to I wanted to get it because it's a new IP and uh, and make it so that you know I support this kind of stuff and that's another reason why I kind of wanted to, to to maybe make it a pick on the show so but the, the, to support it's up, new it's up to you Chris <laughs> it's your it's your choice. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm probably gonna start that game this weekend. Well, let us let us know how you know. Well, I think I think you got I think you got me and SB as on uh, supporting that that choice. And and if Josh doesn't want to play it, then I don't know. Right, we'll, we'll figure that out when we get to it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm thinking about getting it at some point to play for. But again, that episode won't be for a while. Anyway, that's totally behind the scenes stuff we don't need to talk about right now. I know, really. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> don't give away our secrets, Ben. Jeez. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, continuing on. All right. Well, that was the only thing I really had brought up. Also, the directors of Bioware left, and Cliffy B oh, yes. left Epic Games, and I was just like, maybe this is. I didn't hip-hop. care about that. Well, I'm like, Did well, you maybe... give a reason. I didn't really. I don't remember the reasoning. That. I have to go back and read, but I just know. Shanna Barger uh, was explained to me that uh, oh, see, uh, sorry. Um, he was explaining to me about um, the bio, the Bioware guys were, were leaving, and I, I was saying, oh, it was probably because of all this uh, crap they were getting for the Mass Effect Three ending and stuff like that. And then he explained something to me that. I forget what he said, but it, um, those guys very, have very, very little informed. creative involvement. Yeah, in it's just anymore. Yeah, well, not only that, but also it's just they got to the point now where, you know, they're looking for a new challenge now in their they've, life they've and stuff like that. So it makes for a long time. Yeah, so now they're moving on to something else and stuff like that. But I and did. I'm sure they're millionaires too. So. <laughs> yeah, well, they're doctors. Well, they sold their company to EA, so. Yeah, they probably are actually. Now they think about it. <laughs> so I mean, they probably got a huge for or you know, even if it was a small percentage, from what I heard, evidently that was a near billion dollar acquisition oh 
Damn. I'm okay. At least hundreds of millions. So still, no, nonetheless, that's a lot of money. Well, not okay. Maybe it was like a hundred million. <laughs> Who fucking cares? It's millions if, of dollars. Even if it was a hundred million, they probably earned you know one two percent together of that. So that's about a million. That's enough for you to decide if you want to walk away. Either way, though, one thing's for sure. Um, I think they'll be missed only because either, at least their creative driving force or something like that from the from those games. Like is it's not like they didn't it's not like they like are leaving the company and are going on to create a new company with new IPs or or trying to push do something for the gaming world like they're gone they're gone like in general yeah like I have this feeling like when Cliff when you said something about Cliffy B leaving or something I'm like oh well whatever because like he'll still be in the industry you know it's, it it doesn't mean much to me there uh, whereas. Losing someone out of the industry completely is kind of a shame, you know, because we won't get another game, another good game from them, you know. I would say never say never, but still, you know, just it's the it's the thought of not getting a game from them. It's kind of it's kind of a downer. Well, it's, it's a bit of a downer. Like I just said, I mean, the creative involvement that they had with their games at this point wasn't. I mean, it was. I'm sure it was significant, but there's still, you know, Bioware is not those two guys, you know, no. lots. Lots of staff who will continue to push out, you know, high quality stuff. They'll continue to make good games. You know, they uh, David Jaffe left the God of War franchise, I believe, after God of War Two. Oh wow! And they still managed to make good God of War games after God of War Two. No, after the so. first one, he wasn't there for the second one. Okay, so he wasn't even there for the second. One. The second <laughs> one was better was, than the first one. It was Balrog so. or whatever. Yeah, they had Bar- a different Bar-Log, creative Bar-Log. director for the for all three of the numbered games, so I know that. David Daffy on the first one, somebody different on the second one, somebody different on the third one. So, so they won't be missed. Fuck that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. It's not that. It's I know. The point I'm is, one kidding. person does not run a company. I know. The game but one person can it, make a difference, if, Chris. If one person <laughs> is driving that much of what makes the game good, there's something wrong. <laughs> it's a team effort, correct? You know, if Amy Hennig left Donny Dog and they were going to make another Uncharted game, that doesn't mean the quality of Uncharted is going down. No, 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 no. No, no. I have faith in Naughty Dog. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to Shadow Complex. Who would love to read the synopsis? Synopsis? Why don't you read the synopsis? I'll read the synopsis. If it's in front of you, because I definitely don't have it in front of me. Okay. Yeah, I don't have well, you guys suck. All yeah, right. <laughs> Shadow Complex repels lost hiker Jason Fleming into the hollows of the government of a government conspiracy, dark politic, pol- politics, and military upheaval. When Jason and his girlfriend Claire accidentally stumble upon a rogue paramilitary uh, group called the Restoration, it soon becomes clear that the faction's intent is to set in motion a, a chain of events that will cause America to collapse into a civil war. Blah blah blah. Assume, it's about shooting stuff. Assumed to be a government agent. to be a government agent. The restoration captures Claire, and while this initially fuels Jason's motivation to find justice, he soon discovers the magnitude of what the sinister offshoot has planned. Along the way, Jason acquires many high-tech toys. The restoration is developing, and and eventually becomes a superpowered engine of destruction by IGN. 
The genre is a shooter, developed by Chair Entertainment, published by Microsoft Studio Game Studios. Ready T for Teen for mild language and violence. Is this what you expect every time from the from the uh, from the synopsis reading? Released in August 19, I've, I've been doing that. No, I do remember that. But no, I, I kind of agree with Chris. Like, it's really just about shooting. Like, it seems like they were trying to figure. And I even think you you've even said it as well um, with the ending uh, of the game. It definitely seems like they were building. No surprise, building um, uh, environments just to shoot in, and then they put a little thing around it. Yeah, <laughs> a little and story. That is what you call a game. Yeah, yes, sir. It, it is what you call you build a game. Fun stuff to play in first. Yes, I I will agree. Um, but however, like during my gameplay, I had mentioned like through Facebook that I felt like I've gone a, I went a long time without upgrades. Uh, well, not I should say, I should say without any upgrade, but I had the grenades for quite a long time, and I I just kept getting really frustrated with the fact that you know there's all these options. To, you know, now how to, much how much time was there between when oh. you had the grenades and the next thing you got? Like, can you actually give me a number? Like, how much time? Well, no, probably not. But I do remember it being kind of a while like a while because I'm like, man. Were you finding like, upgrades, like grenade canisters, things like that? Yeah, I was finding those because I was able to access them. But I'm talking about entrances that were when you flash, when you had your flashlight uh, highlighting, you know, certain uh, areas like corridors or doorways or vent ventilations. You know, they would change different colors, uh-huh. which which is very, you know, which is very helpful. And those colors would be something I do not have, and a lot of them was like the foam, the missile, yeah. and, and I was just like. Well, goddamn! I mean, I have to go along this right now. This designated, what seems to be this designated path, that the game is showing me. Now, there's a couple times when I've been able to go off path, but I would say a good portion, maybe like the first half of the game, I felt like I was just going along a single, mostly almost a singular path, because I didn't have the upgrades to you know go and do whatever I want. I mean, that's how I felt like. So it, it was kind of a bummer. I was just like, man, because it really, I started losing interest playing this game because of that. And when I started getting upgrades, and I was like, well, finally, Jesus Christ, this is awesome! Like, th- this is great. This how is... long did it? Okay, how long did it take? Good lord, to get, to get the upgrade because you either you, you you must have just been trying to do some weird, serious exploration. And I guess I don't know if. I honestly don't. I don't know, know what you guys are trying to do, but like. No, I'm not. I'm not saying I mean, anything. I'm just saying it, uh, it was. It was kind of a while. I, it's just I'm not going to say that it. Because I don't know. I, like I feel like it never took more than if you if you pretty much. I think I finished this game in maybe five settings, maybe sitting down and trying to get through it. Every time, you could easily get to each new upgrade. Uh, right within fifteen to thirty minutes. Every right. Time. The only time I actually ever had trouble with getting uh, like a new upgrade was uh, I kept thinking, gosh, when am I going to get the missiles? Because I'm passing an awful lot of things with missiles. you know. And it would give me... It's very telling that you guys have never played a game like this before. Right, and that's and that's my point. I was going to say, I've never played... I've, you know, this retro gameplay, is that really kind of how it is? Because I've only started to play games it's, about 15 it's not years even ago. That, that retro. You, you guys have played games like this recently. There's lots of things all over. Really? <laughs> access... No, there's lots of things all over Arkham City you can access until you got a certain gadget. No, yeah, you're right about that. Like being able, but like in this kind of environment where um, you have to retread a lot of the uh, a lot of the old 
um, parts that may, that you I'm don't used fight to. over the same thing in Arkham City all the time, or drive down the same street. No, no, Chris, I'm not arguing that. That's not what oh, I'm trying to say. All right, I'm sorry, keep going. I'm I'm trying to say like there was a there was a bunch of stuff where I was like, gosh, it seems like the path to get through this is via um, a a little. Uh, missile or something like that here or something like that. I better I better see these missiles soon otherwise, you know, I, otherwise I don't know where I'm going to go. So there's some moments where I just got stuck because I'm not used to playing a uh it, it's 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 kind of cool, but it's a it's a 2D perspective in like a 3D environment. Well, so you're you're kind of you're kind of going through and retreading these these environments, but you're trying to achieve to get those new items. Sometimes it would it would be difficult because I wouldn't I wouldn't see it right away or I wouldn't be able to uh, understand what was supposed to be done. Um, not to say that that's a fault. It's probably a user error or something like that on my part. But it definitely, it definitely seemed more along the lines of, well, like I, I feel like I'm kind of, I'm kind of at a, a, a standstill in the mo- the movement of the game because I could sit there and I could play that game for hours and just keep moving, moving, moving. But I never did um, when I when I got to those stuck those parts, or at least it seemed to slow way down. I even hesitated to a point because I I started wondering did like did I it's like did I miss something here like did yeah, I did, did, I kind of felt that way too sometimes did I miss something or did I you know I thought it was my error yeah I, I thought I thought I, so too. I don't understand how if you guys are following the blue line how you feel like you're missing something because you probably, if you follow that blue line all the time you will never ever hit a wall I'm ever. pretty sure there wasn't a time where I wasn't following the blue line. Did you ever hit a wall? If I hit a wall. Up, I hit a wall in like in what I thought I was supposed to do. I'm like, oh, I must be done. Like I must be done finding weapons, or there must be something that needs done that I haven't that I haven't completed yet because I don't have missiles yet. And I keep seeing a lot of missile places around or something. It was particularly the missiles that I remember. Um, well, that is one of the last things you find. One of the last weapons, right? You find, and and right? see, I didn't, I didn't. But see, I'm not looking at a at a fac or a, a, you know a, anything well, like that. I, I mean, I'm I'm sitting there trying to figure out. I don't know when missiles are supposed to come in. I thought that was supposed to be a big part of the game. So, well, it is, but I mean, you know, it is. You're right. But while but you like, weren't finding missiles, you, you were finding foam. You were finding other things, right? And you were unlocking yes. other different colored yes. doors and and experimenting with those because sometimes they just they were very good about not telling you. What you needed to know, sometimes with those things, with those items, you'd find items and and you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, get on them right away. Like you you wouldn't you wouldn't utilize them in the way you're supposed to right away. At least I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I got like using the foam for those. Uh, I didn't realize you could use them on doors, like some of the doors, and they'd foam out the doors, and the parts would break and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was mentioned to me at all, or maybe it was, and I just either didn't read it or didn't pay attention or something. I don't know. I mean, I know, I know if you flash your uh, flashlight on a part, you know any like a door or vent or something like that, yeah, it, it would show a particular color, and I mean that would be the designated color to go to. I mean, I know if memory serves me correct, didn't like Super Metroid have like a like you just was it like you just shoot bombs and you just find um, just find secret pathways? I'm yeah, not sh- I, I think you know I think I think it is kind of retro gameplay though. I'd argue that it is only because. You know, you are kind of you're you're side scrolling, and like, you know that that is. I mean, yeah, you retread in Arkham City and stuff like that, and you glide around, and you you go over the same stuff. But I think there's a language there. There's a language there in the 3D world that is a little bit harder 
for me it was it wasn't it wasn't like so difficult i mean obviously i finished the game and stuff like that it wasn't i don't mean to sound make it sound like oh well it was just impossible <laughs> like but there was a there was a language to be learned with this 2d world that you hop over and in things and stuff like that and <clears throat> and how this 3d world works it was the first time i played a game like that you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to fault it or anything. So, well, how, I mean, so was this a big problem? Or are we just spending too much time talking about it? I think I'm spending too much time talking about it, to be honest. <laughs> At least I am. I, I, well, I, yeah. okay. S, but SB mentioned it before. If it's a real problem for SB, he, I, I he don't. mentioned it before. I mean, it was important enough to mention to it, mention mention it in Facebook posts and everything. Yeah. It. Yeah. I just felt like. So I mean, it just it seemed weird that you were so singly focused and worried about the missiles when I'm like. I couldn't remember when you find missiles, but I just it just occurred to me that that's probably one of the last things you found. So didn't you find foam uh, weapon yeah. like upgrades to your main weapon? Go from like the M4 to like that weird bull pup. Yeah, when I check. Pup, yeah, yeah. When I check the rifle and when I check like, the menu, rocket boots. Oh man, <laughs> you finding all those things before you found missiles? I I just don't I don't see what was the issue with the missiles. Well, I don't have I don't have the issue with the missiles. It was just like I had a grenade. Like for me personally, I had the grenade upgrade, and it, and it felt like between the up the grenade and then I think it might have been the foam that was next. I just felt like there's a really big lag period before I got next upgrade, and I was just like going through these corridors, all and I was just like, well, there's all these options I can go to, but I just don't have anything that allows me to go through it. I want to explore. I mean, this is. This is very frustrating. It's been. It's like I felt like I've gone a very long time without an upgrade. That was my point. It's like so. Essentially, it's kind of the pacing. But then again, I will contribute to the fact that it could be user error because you can go off the path. You can go yeah, off the, but you can't go too far off the path. I know. Obviously, the more uh, equipment you find, the more off path you can go. Yes. You know, the more you unlock things, the more you can go completely on path because more That's of the, the map bread and that you, of the game there. More on, the more of the map you've unlocked mm-hmm. previously, and the more new things you can unlock. But it, it occurs to me that like you start out with almost nothing, and you're slowly finding things. It seems to me the game unlocks just enough at a time that like you could either just keep going down the straight line and unlock everything, and then go back and get everything, or you could like unlock foam like okay now i'm gonna unlock all of the foam doors that i can or like now i found the grenades i'm gonna go unlock all the grenade doors that i can and then go back down the line like there's freedom to choose like what sort of things you're gonna unlock but i feel like the game was doing a really good job of keeping you from being overwhelmed because if you could unlock if you could explore that entire base from the beginning you just wouldn't know what to do or you'd end up going into areas and you wouldn't be strong enough or something like that Mm mm-hmm I guess what I'm wondering is: Is it an issue for you, the game, like the how the design and how you progress in the game? Was that an issue for you? Because if so, I'm, I'm wondering how. Because I thought it was damn near perfect. Um, as far as the progression, I think I think the progression just between the grenades and the foam for me were was really slow. Because after I got the foam, so it started a little slow. Yes, it started slow for me. So like, once you started picking up things, maybe the the pace picked up for you. It did, it did. That part did. Like, and then I started doing my own exploration because I had the ability to go and you know meander about this facility and do whatever I wanted to do, and that I'm fine with. That's my that's my own doing. It was just when 
I had, you know, very little abilities to go, you know, to use. And then I felt like I just had this really lag, just this really long period where I didn't get another upgrade for God knows how long. And it's like, you know, I got this armor, but I don't remember getting the foam. I'm like, well, God damn it. When am I going to get this next weapon so I can feel I can go in other areas and, you know, to, you know, I can mingle around or whatever. Just, you know, go out and about and explore. I felt like I was actually kind of being constricted a little bit. I was just like, fuck, come on. After the game gives you so much freedom. Yes. It felt like, you know, after, you know, after I had all the, up, I wouldn't say not all the upgrades, like we'll talk about weapon upgrades, like in terms of like foam, grenade, uh, the burst of speed, which I absolutely loved. The burst of speed was probably my favorite. Whereas you, you actually just, you have to pick up speed and then you just dart. You just start blasting through people. Absolutely loved it. That was my favorite favorite one i was not expecting that one that was a lot of fun uh i expected the missile one to be last just because it just when i think of missile i think of one one shot instant kill pretty much and uh that that part didn't bother me so chris since you have played metroid castlevania i had read in some forums like a lot of people were actually bagging on the music in this game because the music in here does not stand out, but do uh, you do you think the music played a big important part in Super Metroid? I don't. Metro- I, don't I don't. I mean, I don't remember the music in this game. So I mean, it's because it's barely there. Que- to answer your question, I don't remember the music in this game. But if you play something like Metro, if you play like a Metroid game, like Super, I mean, for, I imagine from what I understand about Super Metroid, I've played it. You'll understand the music. You get to different areas. Different areas will have different music. Yeah, a really, really standout Metroidvania game that people reference is Castlevania: Symphony of the Night. Every area has its own music. I haven't played that game in years. Right now, I can think of different tracks for different areas in my head. Right now, very memorable. See, if the, I, you know what? Uh, I, I'm just going off by what uh, other forms have said uh, because I have not played um, Castlevania: Symphony of the Night. I have played Super Metroid, but it's been a super really long time. Really long time. But uh, people were saying that this was an element that was lacking, you know, for a game that seems to be heavily influenced by Super Metroid and oh, yeah. Castlevania. If, and, you're, if you're coming in from those and, and like, your expectations are like, okay, this is going to be a throwback. This is going to be sort of a modern spin on those older side-scrolling Metroidvania games. And if the music isn't there, I, oh, I can totally see why that's a disappointment. I you guess know, it doesn't necessarily bother me because you know if I'm having fun, okay. I'm probably not, I'm not yeah, necessarily if you're paying fun, attention you're to fun. music. So I mean, so I guess it's a positive and a negative. Like I didn't notice the music, but I didn't notice that I didn't notice it. That makes any sense. Did you, you know? d- just an observation though from from what you're saying there, Chris, is that uh, I think I think before you had mentioned something about how each environment had its own music. Sorry. Not in Shadow Complex. No, 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 but but in, I mean, but maybe, in those other films, in those other films, or in those other films, in those other games, they had they had a they each had their own environment or whatever. I almost think that uh, we, when you thought when you mentioned that, I almost thought there weren't there weren't enough varied environments in in this game almost as much. I mean, there there's there's yeah. like the water part and there's but but again, it's yeah, a com- I mean, it's, it's a complex. You're in a you know. complex. There's different parts of it. Like you're maybe you're in a factory or whatever. 
Oh yeah, so I mean, it's, it's not, I guess it's not was, the kind of variation like, that you get. Lower their expectations. It's really not the variation get. you get in other in some other games of the type. You know, if you go to Castlevania Symphony Night, you're gonna get, even though you're in a castle, pretty much the whole game. There are very different environments. There's like a library. There's underground caves. There's like, wait, at at one point the whole castle is flipped upside down. Cool. No, yeah, I, I just. It's hard. It's hard for me to go off of anything because this is the only one like this I've played. It's very, of course, very similar to other other games. Did you, did you feel yourself like getting bored with the environment? No, no, not at all. I don't, just to, I don't mean to sound it. like that. No. I thought it was cool. I, I mean, You're I just thought saying, like thinking about it, like there really wasn't a lot of different in in the environment. What you're saying? What are you saying? You're saying that when you think back about it, it it, it wasn't there wasn't a huge variation in the environment. No, no, no. It's it, it didn't it, yeah. Most of it was in the complex. Whenever you stepped out into like the wilderness or like the the lake or something like that, I'm like, ooh, what's this? Like, finally, we're switching uh-huh. it up. We're going to a different world. Or, you know, I'm not I'm not expecting it to take a 180 like like, <laughs> like Half Life does, where it go, you're spending most of your time in the in the science complex, and then by the end of the game, you're in the alien world. You know, most not, people hate that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people don't even like that stuff. So yeah. it's just. I, I just, you know, I just thought, oh, maybe this is to add to, add to your observation there. I thought I'd piggyback off of that uh-huh. and just say, well, you so, know, there wasn't a lot of environment changing. How anyway, do you guys so. feel about the backtracking nature of this kind of game? I got two things. With that. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, SB, if you wanted to say something. Uh, no, I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm still thinking about it a little bit. I even though with my notes, I want to make sure I say it right. So go, you go ahead first, Ben. Okay. Go ahead. First off, I don't mind the backtracking of it. Um, it makes it, it makes it kind of interesting and kind of fun when we're all trying to, you know, bust through and different parts of the levels and stuff like uh-huh. that. That that stuff I got and understood, and I just go, okay, this is part of the game. I, I enjoyed it. Um, but when you put a putting that overlaying the current gen replayability business of it, you know, like where uh-huh. they're like, oh. Now that you've beaten the game, you can go back with all your other weapons, and you can get things early, and you can start blasting things open and stuff like that. I had no interest in doing that. You know, I, I just once I finished the game, wait, I didn't I didn't want to go back. Are you saying it has sort of like a new game plus? The new game plus thing when you when you finally finish the game. Well, well, it's my understanding that when, for new game pluses, when you're finished, you can go back and 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 uh, start the game again. Using all the stuff you have from before, and you can like unlock things e- easier or earlier, and you can go and find all the collectibles. It's that's so the like point. If it's like want, help so, like if you've already unlocked everything, then you would just start with everything. Yeah, like you know how oh. we didn't we waited until the missiles at the very end. Well, uh-huh. now you would get missiles like in, oh, in the okay. first part of the game, and so uh, I don't do have any interest in. Yeah, and I, I don't have any interest in going back and trying to find all the collectibles, which are ultimately meaningless. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, worry. What collectibles? I like mean, you can find like all I can... the upgrades, and you can find all. Oh, the... I, I mean, guess they're not. The I guess they're not useless, but they're only. Let's say I don't remember any collectibles that were just there, like stupid thermoses and Alan Wait, like I remember, yeah, like, like get some game art or anything. Like no, it actually, like... I say, like it actually updates your your suit, right? Yeah, right, but well, like I if I beat the game, uh-huh. like, I don't really have any interest in, yeah. in yeah. playing it for. Better, bigger, better upgrades. I can really smash them. No, I don't really. I mean, I beat. I guess them. you'd have to really <laughs> dig into the gameplay and sort of the the satisfaction of like getting like your perfect armor to want to do that. Like, 
Yeah. You, you know, you don't have to get. I mean, that's 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 good. It's good that's that you. Of, don't, yeah, that's one of the cool things they about it. Force you to do that because if you, you, a lot of people would never finish the game if you had to have every piece to get to that last boss. You know. Some games do that, <laughs> not this one. <laughs> Well, I'm glad the game. I'm glad the game doesn't doesn't make you do that. Uh, that's something I, you know, I, that's the positive I took away from that. But at the same time, uh, you're, I'm a big uh, completion whore. You can put it that way. Uh, and the, the the thing is, when I finished the game, when I was following the path, I had no idea I was actually going up to the path. I may have not paid attention, but this is my own fault too. But I actually encountered the last boss battle. It was the boss battle. I was like, you "Oh, just walk away." I had no idea because any other time I was try- like, I had like, you know, other boss battles. I seemed to be fucking cornered all the time. It was like that big mech, that big mech that came down, and I was just trapped in that one supply room, and I was just chucking grenades and shooting that sh- that asshole. And it's like I was stuck in the corner. It's like I could never get away. Or I was caught between these two mech assault dudes, and it was a two-on-one, so I would just use my missiles to blast them away. And if I ever got near them, it was like almost a one-hit kill. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. So I never had... Say missile. Yeah, missile. Sorry. <laughs> missiles. And so when it came to the last boss battle, I was like, oh, this is the boss battle? Oh, okay. And the thing was, the boss battle itself didn't really do anything for me because I felt like during the middle of the game, I encountered enough crazy, you know, crazy scenarios where people were just blasting, going gung-ho on your ass, and you're doing the same. It felt all the same to me. Like, I didn't feel like it one-upped my, you know, my just being a shooting gaming experience. And so I was like, "Oh, okay, that's that. That was it. Okay, that's cool." And then I know the narrative is not a big important factor, but I was just like, "Did they have any money to like you know finish off the story? Did they run out of time because it just felt abrupt?" I was like, "Oh, okay, so that that's was the because end. it only exists to serve the purpose yeah, of the yeah, gameplay." That's what I. That's what I figured. I was like, "Okay, you know," I was like, "It was that reaction, like, huh? All right, but." Because at what, the end of the day... Hold on, hold on. Well, oh, let me, they, let me, let me finish real quick. Let me finish real quick. Um, because when I was talking about being a completion whore, the thing is, I have played games that had made me want to go back and get all the upgrades. And the thing is, when I had beaten this game, I had no desire to go back and get the rest of my armor upgrades that I had missed or the rest of the canisters because... I had beaten it, and I was like, well, you know, if I was able to beat it like this, then, you know, all right, cool. I mean, that's, that's, all right, that's fine. And I just find, I just found it odd because it's a mixed feeling. It's like, well, I'm able to beat the game without having to get everything. But you would hate it if you had to, though. I would, yeah, I would have hated it if I had to. It's like, there's a history, there's a history in games of there being battles or things you don't have to complete to finish the game because if you had to, Nobody would ever finish the game. Mm-hmm. Like if you had to beat the Emerald and Ruby weapons in Final Fantasy VII, like oh, man. the vast majority of people would never finish Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> I feel like that might be a new thing, though, isn't it? People what? started developing. Uh, people started developing games that people want to want to finish. 
Like it's, a new to make, thing, it's a new thing to make it so that it's significantly easier to get everything if you want to. Oh, okay. Where so before, he, it was a it was like real really challenge. Hard. It was, you know, the, if you wanted to add a, you know, an extra star to your hardcore badge, then <laughs> back in the day, if you could complete everything in like a, in like a Final Fantasy or something hard, something vastly harder, it, it was way harder than it is now. Like, I mean, no, if you want to, you have no trouble completing everything in Batman Arkham City, where if you want to do everything, if you even want to just beat Ghouls and Ghosts, I mean, just beat it without codes, that's hardcore. Yeah. I feel like but like in, when you're talking about Batman Arkham City, like finding those riddler trophies or solving the riddles, I feel like that's much more of an incentive because throughout that game you have the riddler just being. And you're getting constantly rewarded. You're getting constantly rewarded, and you're and he's just you know he's he's such he's one hell of an antagonist that you know when I was playing that game I almost forgot that you know I had to you know the Joker was you know one of the other antagonists in this story like that he over You're like oh yeah I'm supposed to be doing this I'm supposed to be you know I'm supposed it to wasn't, be it just wasn't fun enough for me for me that the Riddler all that Riddler stuff wasn't fun enough itself for me to keep doing okay see I think I'm in the same situation as you were as uh, as you were for Batman Arkham City, as I am for now, because I just didn't feel like it was as fun, even though I, I do enjoy... And maybe, there, and maybe there was just way too much of it. Like, I very, I willingly did all of the Riddler stuff in, in, in Arkham Asylum, because mm-hmm. there wasn't as much, and which means that it repeated a lot less. Like, okay. the, Riddlers, the Riddles were fun. And it was frustrating. I had the same situation you had in this game, where I, I, it only occurred to me after failing to try and figure out a riddle that later that I had to have a gadget to even finish the riddle. Mm-hmm. Like, he would say something, I'm like, God damn it, I know it's here. It's fucking, I found the map, it's here, I see the spinning quotation mark, it's right here, why can't I find it? It's because I don't have a gadget that I need yet. And I, and I wouldn't even know that. And the game didn't communicate it to me in any way. At least in this game, you can't yeah, get there. Yeah, use something. the flashlight. It's very clearly communicating why you can't get there. Mm-hmm. You know? That is a very good point, yeah. Well, I mean, but ultimately I did do that in Arkham Asylum because eventually, you know, you figure it out. It's like, you know, obviously there's you certain things. <laughs> I, obviously I couldn't get up. Obviously I see this grate above Arkham Mansion. And, like, now that... I've figured out that I now that I have the bat call, I can get up there. There's got to be riddles now that maybe need, maybe I just needed this thing. So eventually I was able to figure it out. And what's good about it is the environment is small enough, and the the and the action is directed enough without completely funneling you down one path, so you can figure it out. Where something like Arkham City, the reason why I didn't have the motivation to complete everything is because there was so damn much, which is fine. It's not a failing of the game at all. I, you know, Grand Theft Auto 4 doesn't fail just because I don't want to find all 500 dead pitches. Just, <laughs> I just am not that personality type. Some people have to find those things. They just have to. I get that completionist streak. I have a completionist streak only when it really matters to gameplay or, or there's going to be a real motivation behind doing it. Like, you don't have to complete Assassin's Creed 2 completing all of the truth puzzles but if you complete the truth puzzles you get a big piece of the story that you would get otherwise yeah it's content that's still there that you paid for that you feel like you're not getting 
and that makes a big difference, especially for us poor consumers. <laughs> I don't mean us poor consumers. I mean everybody. Everybody. As long as at the end of the day you feel like you got your money worth, it's like I yeah, I guess that's beat. true. I haven't even beat Skyrim, but I got seventy hours on that bitch. Like I got my <laughs> money's worth out of it. Yeah. I'm yeah, gonna play it true. again. Those Bethesda I, games, yeah. I didn't beat Fallout Three, and I'm still. It kind of bothers me, but it's like you know, I put a lot of hours into Fallout Three. I've almost maxed out the level cap. I got my money out of it. As long as because for me it is about the journey and not the destination. Yes, that's one and thing. Especially I wanted, I wanted since most was... games don't get the best, don't do good with the destination anyways, because they're so focused on that journey part. Because if they put all their time and energy on the destination, nobody would ever get there because no one would give a shit to even take the journey. <laughs> that's why the journey is the most important part. Just like in movies. Amen. Amen. I, I agree. This I isn't agree. a review. This is like my lecture right now. <laughs> <laughs> Children, pay attention. <laughs> well, when, when you speak of the journey, I mean, that also talks about, uh, I think one of the things was too, I, and this may be because I started losing interest. I started, you know, focusing on the narrative too. And I'm just like, what the fuck's going on? Like, by the end of the day, I had no idea. What, like I was like I don't I'm like I left I, I was, tell you what was happening either. I, I was scratching my head I'm like uh, she's a CIA she's an agent okay uh, yeah I you know what I knew going in kind of how badly the beginning was and stuff like that that I'm just like eh, I don't know like I, I just kind of figured evidently being, if you read the novel being, that this is based off of you would get all the backstory yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think but that's the thing though it's like how do you get all of that in a game do they would you even want all of that in the game. No, and 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 I guess that's where I where I draw the line with with that kind of stuff is you you have to kind of know what you're getting into. How would you and, I guess how would you even tell a story in a game like this without constantly interrupting the gameplay? I I wouldn't, and that's what I'm trying to say is you know I think what I, mean? I think what like, I'd rather you could do, do that in Bioshock because you can just find audio logs things like that. But what I'm trying to say too, I've been trying to say it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, was <laughs> bitter. It's okay. Is that you kind of have to know what you're getting in for? You know, you're in a, you're in an epic game. Epic Games made this, and whenever you make a play an epic game, you're probably not going to get like the best written story or anything like that. But you'll have fun with you'll have fun with the gameplay. You'll know it's a polished, a good looking game. I mean, that's what I feel like when I feel like epic. When I when I when I feel like it, of the brand, you know, I get that kind of sense going in. So I I didn't really have a problem with the story. Because I wasn't, I my my expectations were much much lower. Well, I, I I didn't know what to expect from this game. I really didn't. Like when Chris had mentioned this game the first time, which was like Shadow Complex. I have no I I have no idea what the fuck it is. Like, what is it? What is it? What, what is this? And I started playing it. I'm like, oh, it's a side scroller. Okay, okay. Oh, I remember. You know, Super Metroid. Yeah, I remember. I remember playing Super Metroid from from a very long time. But you know, it brought some. You know, good memories back, and then it's like you brought some mem- bad memories back, and I'm just like, God damn it! Well, I think we're in a generation now too where we follow, ooh, the new uh, Ken Levine games coming out, or ooh, the new Shigeru Murimoto games coming out, or something. You know, we're we're kind of of those. I don't know about that guy in particular, but but you know, we're one of those people that that tend to follow artists and directors and writers and stuff like that. We're we're kind of in that uh, new 
we're in that new age of of information where we're we're paying attention to who's making our games. Yeah. So that's why I just kind of figured, oh, you know, I know I'm getting into an epic game, so I know not to really, I know what to pay attention to and what the good parts of it are. Uh, I, I guess I shouldn't say that. That makes makes it sound like all oh, like, oh, I already know it's gonna be good. And like, <laughs> but I, I don't want to make it sound like that. I want to make it sound more like. But you knew how to check your expectations. Yes, I, I knew. I knew not to. It's like to... the conversation I was having with S before you got on. We were talking about Prometheus. He was talking about his, his expectations. I'm like. You know, oh yeah, I could yeah. understand totally having high expectations with Prometheus, SB. But I was, but I was like, you know, if you really think about it, how impressed have you really been with the Ridley Scott movie since Gladiator? Yeah, you know, it's been lukewarm. I mean, yeah, I can't I tell no you anything that really stood out for me from Ridley Scott since Gladiator. That's over ten years ago. <sighs> American Gladiator stood out, but it wasn't like ahead of the pack. Did you say American Gladiator? American. <laughs> oh, that's, whoops. That, that sounds like that's an awesome meant, movie. American, American Gangster. Oh. <laughs> American... I, had, I had to take a moment. I was like, did he just say American? Ridley's got some American Gladiator. Oh, man, that would be so sweet. Bum, ba, da, da, bum, ba, ba, da, da. <laughs> I remember that like, Yeah, I don't. It would be kind of. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think you and I originally. It sounds like you and I originally went into this journey with, uh, you know, low, low, lower expectations, Chris. Uh-huh. And, um, I guess, I, I probably sold this movie or game a lot to SB. Maybe, I, but I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm not going to say like like in a mean way, but I I I would say that. That yeah, you may have given me the impression that it was like this was like the bee's knees for you. That's that's like that's what I took away from it. Well, Metroidvania games are, and I guess specifically, it's like a I want to of play. His. I mean, no, 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 that's perfectly fine. I'm not trying to fault like yeah. say just because I didn't really like it as much as you. I mean, uh-huh. it's all it's all his fault that I didn't like it that much. You know, I'm not trying to say that. It's just I one of those things. When it's people, also, I'm sorry. No, no. It's like when people just hype things up, and you're just like, um, okay, if this it wasn't as good as you said. I mean, I was telling uh, Chris earlier today. Uh, you know, you know, our friend Scott Corelli, who worked on us with the 40 Hour Film Project. Yeah, I was glowing about the Raid Redemption, and you know he absolutely hated it, and he absolutely loves Prometheus, and I hated Prometheus. Well, I mean, it's, it's also, except, it's and just, also you gotta know, like, who, when when people say those things, you gotta know who's talking to you. Yeah, you know, exactly. What do they like? You know. Oh, I I, I completely understood yeah. why he hated the Raid Redemption. It didn't it, like it didn't like I wasn't like even remotely like like offended. If he hated the Raid Redemption, it just means that. He is not a fan of like straight up action movies, evidently. Well, he he really likes his story. He really likes his themes and characters and all that good sorts. I mean, that's what he had said to me, and yeah. I'm totally cool with that. I'm just like, okay, that's fine, whatever. Yeah. Even though I chose this, I don't remember when I actually said that the game was like amazing or anything. I think all I really remember specifically saying is I wanted to play a Metroidvania type game. I, I said that. I either wanted to play this or Castlevania Symphony of Night. And eventually we went with this, and I recommended this because I thought it would be an easier entry. Where, if I say Castlevania Symphony of the Night, that I, I realized that that type of game, in particular, 
Castlevania more than a Shadow Complex is really catering to a specific kind of taste. And at the end of the day, like, you not liking this, I think it just means that, or I mean, maybe you did like it, but if you didn't like it as strongly as I do, I think what it really means is you just don't like this type of game as strongly as I do. Like, yeah, because it does a lot of things right. I'm, I'm assuming it does a lot of things right of this genre or of yeah. this type Unless of game. Unless you were to sit down and play Castlevania Symphony Night and be absorbed in it because of the art style and the music, which you would really like the music, and it, and how often you're finding new stuff all the time, like new weapons constantly. It has a, it has a, a level up system, so you're constantly leveling up and getting, new, um, getting stronger and stuff. So that enemies that you fought in the beginning that would decimate you, you decimate later. So do you uh, do you have anything else to say, guys? And and go into our, you know, I guess our just our scores, final thoughts. I don't I don't think we talked a lot mechanically about the game. And that's probably and that's fine. We can do I could do it probably real real quickly in my I, score. I, I mean, just want to sum up like what I do like. I, I, I like the overall game type, but you know, it wouldn't be interesting for me if I didn't like the game mechanics, and I do. I like that this is the type of game, like in a side-scroller game like this, like the way you're looking at it and the way you're moving through the world, like even though it feels a little more real than an older side-scroller because of the 3D environments and a better sense of place, and that you are in a structure that has a main entrance, it has rooms, it has barracks, it has a layout and a blueprint that while it may be set up horizontally, <laughs> it, it has everything in a place like this would have, where in a game made 20 years ago, a side-scroller game like this, if you were in some enemy base, that base probably wouldn't make a lot of sense. Like, you'd be saying, like, I've gone down this corridor for so long, and for some reason, I keep walking by conveyor belt, and I don't know why there's so many conveyor belts set up in a row like this. Where it makes sense here, but still, given that it's a side scroller, it still can get away with doing things that don't make sense, like how horizontal or how how it's all based around on the Y and the X axis, that obvious aspect. Given that, you can do super jumps, you can do double jumps, you can jump off of platforms, jump off of walls infinitely, like in Mega Man, for whatever reason. <laughs> like, I like. You know, that would not make sense on Uncharted, but it makes sense here. That's what's uniquely fun about this type of game, is that it only makes sense in something like this. I, I, thought, I felt like I was always constantly getting upgrades. Like, in some ways, better than some older Metroidvania games. I feel like how quickly I got new stuff was fantastic. Even if it was just picking up grenade canisters, like, but I would constantly pick up a weapon upgrade. I was getting better pieces of armor. As soon as I thought myself before i could think like i'm getting sick of my current weapon set or sick of combat like i get something new that completely changes it like all of a sudden i can run super duper fast i can just plow through dudes awesome like oh my gosh now i can like make myself invincible just by walking awesome it kept changing the game they kept changing that's what i liked about it and it's a short sweet game it doesn't overstay its welcome i love it that's definitely true when a game knows to just not be too long. It's like, let's put in the sequence here where now they're having, you know, crazy car battle or something. You know, they're in a vehicle of some sort. I'm like, eh. 
you know. Sounds like a game that came out last week that I've been hearing about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Seems like it overstays its welcome. Let's play it from a different angle with a different character. It's like, ah! The exact same yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Which, so, one? Which one is he talking about? We're talking about Resident Evil. We'll talk about it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, evidently, just an aside, just to compare to something else that can overstay its welcome, I've heard that there are scenes in Resident Evil 6 because you play different campaigns. Like, literally, from the menu, you pick different campaigns and different characters. Yeah, there's so like four intersect. different main characters, yeah. Evidently, there are scenes, there are boss fights that you completely replay as a different character. Because, like, you might be playing as Leon, but Chris was also there in that fight. So when you go back and play as Chris, you replay the fight again. And you're uh, not, like, doing anything different. You're just doing it again. Which which kind of bothers me from the from the, uh, from the the comic book canon nerd person of my of me. Like, it's just like, well, that's not how the, that's not how the, uh, the story went when we fought the, the giant before, the whatever it was before. You know, you get that kind of, like, annoy, uh-huh. annoying, like, well, I don't remember it knocking down that pillar when I fought it before as Leon. You know, it bothers like, me because it's blatantly lengthening the game yeah, it's artificially. Doing it. well, yeah, of course. But, yeah, but there's, it's, but there's it's that. It's worse than in Streets of Rage when I would encounter the boss from the first level later, a different color, but there were two of them. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's way different. It's way oh, worse. Oh, God, it's terrible. Oh, man. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, like you fight a like in a game like a Streets of Rage, you'd fight you'd fight a boss. It'd be one one guy who happens to be twelve feet tall for whatever reason. <laughs> and like, later in the last level, when they decide to throw everything at you because you're going up an elevator that seems to go up seven hundred stories, like <laughs> all of a sudden you would there would be two of that boss, but they'd be two different colors. Oh yeah, I remember that. Like, that, that, that was fine, it. because at least I didn't encounter that dude the entire game. Here, it's like redoing a boss battle, and evidently the boss battles aren't even great. What I'm saying is Shadow Complex doesn't do a lot of that. You probably had to fight that one neck thing, one of the earlier bosses. You probably had to fight one of those too many times. But yeah, at least yeah. you had different abilities each time. Yeah, you did have different abilities, but it's just, it's kind of like, I, I have to fight these again. the game repeated itself a lot. Even when you were backtracking and, and what made the backtracking fun for me is that like I was just saying it's like I, yeah I've walked through this environment and fought all these dudes before but I didn't have the ability to fucking run at high speed before you know my fi- my final or who wants to give their final hey, Chris, should, does. Chris does Chris does alright say those are my final thoughts so I can, I'm ready to give my score alright then give your score sir back Secret. then I think I would have given it a 9 um, back when I played it in 09, because I did get it that year it came out. Now, ooh, it's still on. Still on. It doesn't lose. What's good about this type of game for me, and I've heard this conversation had recently, about how three, certain 3D games, when I say 3D, I mean 3D polygonal perspective games. <clears throat> back to the original PlayStation and on. There are a lot of PlayStation games that have aged terribly that are just not playable because there are mechanics that were set up then that have just been so improved upon now. You just can't go back to those. Like, there's no hook about those games that make you want to replay them. Like, Cypher Filter was the shiz back in PlayStation days, but it's probably terrible now. It's because <laughs> no hook that's unique to that game anymore that just hasn't been improved upon. 
but what's good about something like Shadow Complex is like there's nothing. It, it is it is or or like Bionic Commando. Like Bionic Commando rearmed is almost the same game as Bionic Commando, just updated graphics. And like the reason why that is still really really good is because there's that's like that's that that's the peak of that type of game. Like there's nothing you can do with modern graphics other than just make it look prettier to make it better. You yeah. just make it. You're just doing something different now. Like just because we have Halo now doesn't mean we're going to stop playing really good side scrollers. Because you know what it does, and I really like it, is it makes it accessible. Like because before I'm oh, yeah. like, how the heck am I going to play? How the heck am I going to play a game like? Uh, Final Commando was really hard. Yeah, how am I going to get a, get to play? I don't have a Super Nintendo or a Nintendo or whatever. I can't play Bionic Commando. But if they remade it, and it's almost exactly the same with updated graphics. Which, in a game now, you would ask, why Why the hell can't I jump? But in Bionic Commando, like, they intentionally limit you, or there was only A and B button on the NES controller. You have to figure out the gameplay around just a few mechanics, where now it's like, if you can't jump in a first-person shooter, there's something weird. You feel like there's something weird about it. So, yeah, nine. That's it. <laughs> Teed? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of went into this game knowing very few things about it. I know it was written by Orson Scott Card, the Ender's Game guy. Um, I, think, I think that the book was. I don't know that this game... I think, oh, okay. it, I, think, I think it was the, the book. Story. I think okay, it was the, the book, story. yeah. All right. Well, there's some concepts from that from that that I was kind of like, oh, like I've heard of this person and stuff like that. I know that he's a really famous author and stuff like that. So, part of me was like kind of expecting stuff um, out of, out of this story. But then once I actually started playing it and realizing that it was an epic game, I'm like, oh, you know what? I really shouldn't be having certain expectations. So I didn't give it as ba- I didn't give it as bad of a like a score or anything like that, or, or t- didn't take any notches off. I've only started playing games about 15 years ago, so I don't remember this sort of type of uh, retreading environments to achieve the new items and, and you know one continuous map that you flow through. Um, I'm familiar with it nowadays with the games oh, that we play because it's very really? similar. If but yeah, only about no, 15 I've, years ago you started playing games. Yeah, I've I've only started playing around the the time of like uh, so of, second half of the 90s. Yeah, well, I was going to say, with with the Nintendo 64, I really started playing. I didn't have a PlayStation. I didn't have Castlevania or Super Metroid or any of that stuff. What I mean, growing up. no 16-bit consoles, Sega Genesis and Super NES or anything before that? No, no. I mean, I have, I've never finished a game like that. I've played that's them, obviously, when I was telling. a kid. Yeah, and that's why, when I'm playing these games, I'm just like, oh, you know, it's kind of fun. I'm glad that they're bringing it back. I'm glad that they're doing things like this making these games like like i said before accessible because you know there's some times where i feel like man i'd like to play a game like that sometime but like i have no way of i don't want to go out and go to ebay and buy an old super nintendo or go on a rom or anything like that i really don't give a crap for the for that kind of stuff but if i if they can put it in a format that would look good on my tv and then i can sit down and i can play and that's exactly what they yeah it's dressing up the the old but still keeping that same gameplay um but you know, it, it's just, it's it's very cool. Uh, I think the 2D perspective and doing it in the 3D environment and up, upping the graphics. The only thing that was kind of weird was the shooting. Sometimes when they were back in the in the background and you were in the oh, yeah. foreground and you're trying to shoot, that's that they was a strange thing. Aiming you up can, the z-axis. Yeah, the, game, yeah, yeah aiming on the z-axis. I'd, I'd say that was a little. It was yeah, it was a little strange. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel I compelled. Why they did it, but it ended up. 
being frustrating sometimes. Yeah, a, a couple other things. You're trying to point to the background, but you end up pointing up. Yeah, and and um, just obviously the story's a little ham, a little. It's very ham-fisted, <laughs> a little confusing, contrived, and stuff like that. But you know, it's it's epic. It's one of those times that I'm just like, I'm willing to forgive it. It's so interesting to see what I'm willing to forgive and what I'm not, but because of um, expectations, and I should really do better about that. But I but I honestly didn't feel compelled to to really pay that much attention because I'm blowing stuff up, and I didn't really feel compelled to replay the game again either. To, to play it back through to, to do all the collecting stuff like that and build up my new armor because again once you beat it I mean you're you know I'm pretty much set like you know I don't need to be this like Terminator guy you you kind of already are kind of the Terminator just busting <laughs> through and blowing things up you know I don't really need to be you know this crazy overpowered kind of character because then that kind of takes away from that fun and, and and like we talked about before at the beginning, it is the journey. It was a really nice journey uh, to get to that end, and I I felt compelled to give it an eight because it was fun and it was a good game. So I liked eight, it a lot. Is that like good or great? Uh, well, five is an average for me, and like ten is like masterpiece. And so yeah, like I think this is the greatest thing ever. But eight is just like one of my is is my score I give to games that I'm just like I like this game a lot. I think it it, it works really well. Um, nothing's really broken about it, but there's nothing there's nothing in it that that makes me like go crazy, you know, in a way that uh, I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to to really because I I look at this game as a well, you know, it's my first time playing this type of game, you know, this castle, you know. Castlevania or Metroidvania kind of game, and I'd be willing to go back and play another game like this. Like I would, I, I would go as far to say yes, I'd be willing to to give these other games a try. I know at least I like the genre. It may not be my favorite, but like you know, I at least know that I'm that I'm into it, and uh, I would be willing to give it another try or give give the games another try. That genre in general. But I give it an eight because I'm like, oh, it was good. Like I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was life changing or anything like that. But... <laughs> Chris, I'm sorry. He's like, we're just crushing his bowels right over there. Oh. Like, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding with me. Oh, he was just wondering. He was just wondering. Eight is a really good score. Yeah, eight's a so good what score. Are, what is six and seven for you? Six and seven. It's like uh, that's where I get where it gets harder to 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 put a game there because. The, our, our, the way we review, or at least the way I've been reviewing it, it's got to be a little bit above average. Like, we'll, when we talk about our next game, is that our next game? What is our next game? By Dark the way? Void. Dark Void. When we get to Dark Void, I'm, I'm kind of telling a little bit about what's coming up. But, you know, we get to a point where where we start getting into Dark Void where it's, it's, it's fun and it's functional. But, like, you know, it's just barely above, like, yeah, meh. You know, it's just, it, it, it's this this game that that works and it's doing what it's doing. But am I actually having fun? Do I do I like putting in the time to do this? That's what makes it go higher than a five or than a six or seven. If I if I somewhat enjoy putting in the time and and spending the spending the money on this, because you know, ultimately, you know. Someone can you could buy me all the games in the world, blah blah blah, you know, big whoop. But like, it's actually putting in that that time that yeah. makes it that makes it uh, that that do you know? I could sit there and go, oh yeah, Shadow Complex, it's just a good game and stuff like that. But like, would you would you consider putting in the time for this? I don't. I mean, 
I would tell somebody yes. If you if you are looking for a new experience like me and you're and you're like I've never played a game like this before, I'm saying yeah, give it a try because it is one of those fun things that that just you know you're able to not feel like oh I've you know wasted my time with this or you know <laughs> it's a masterpiece but damn it like it was so hard you know like well, when I think of that kind of game I think of like Dark Souls maybe I'm going into a slippery slope here but you know like I hear it's a great game you know but like you know I don't know if I'd ever want to put forth the effort to play a game like that because it would just feel like it's so frustrating it would take all the fun out of it. It's like I'm sure it's well crafted and looks great or whatever, you know, or The Witcher or something like that. But like the difficulty would be so chalked up that I'd be like, I'm not having fun anymore. Like I thought this was supposed to be like entertainment and an ease, you know, and it just an ease into uh, a new world and stuff like that. But you know, when you're looking for a real challenge, that's when you pull out a game like that. As for me, for this game, I'm sure you can tell. Like I'll say this, I didn't hate the game by any means at all. Like, my score is, it's a positive score, nonetheless. But it's it was just a game that, you know, I played, and I am very interested in playing more of these type of games, but... Before you give me your score, I have a question. So yeah. I don't know when you're going to give it. Okay. Okay. Keep going. Okay, okay. I'd be more than willing to try another side-scrolling game. I, I'd be more open to do that. I really felt like... It may have just been my user error, but I really felt like there was a certain lag time before I got any upgrades, and it really kind of dragged me down. Uh, as much as I like shooting, blowing stuff up, and getting all these like up- you're doing it wrong. It took that long. I, I, it may have. <laughs> I, I might have played it wrong. Games. I suck at games, yeah. But I swear to God, it felt like a long time before I got a, an up- another upgrade, and so it just really frustrated the shit out of me. But uh, continue on. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna shit in the corner. Um, <clears throat> sorry, was a, uh, sorry, folks. That was a conversation before the actual recording. But uh, <sighs> so, let me ask my question. Okay, go ahead. Gather your thoughts. How long have you been playing games? How long am I playing games? Video. Oh my god, dude. Um. You can even include pinball machines. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I think it's probably since I was. I don't want to say that young, but I want to say, I want to say early, early nineties, because I remember playing Super Mario Brothers a lot when Very I was a kid. Important for our audience to understand that is while we might be older than the youngest gamers right now, we are still not. We weren't there for like the first generation games. Mm-hmm. We're not my dad talking about ColecoVision. Like, <laughs> no, no, like not at all. So we're we're not Jeff Bridges and Tron. So. <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I don't like. I think the I. It is a good game. Don't get me wrong. It is a good game. But my my score. Um, I would I when I can when I score something like the replaying factor. The sad thing, I think I'm a little bit bummed out, is that I don't want to replay this game. And the thing is, it's so you not... Had, you had Sega of the Genesis, right? I did have Sega Genesis. So, there really weren't a lot of games like this on Sega of the Genesis. No, there was not. No, there was not. You are, you're absolutely correct. I did play Super Nintendo games, but I was a Genesis owner. I was a Sega Genesis owner, hands down. I absolutely loved that, that console. 
We're going to have to have a conversation about that console and the games on there one day. Oh, man. I'm, I mean, I, we can do that on the podcast because I, I, I have a general question about that. And we can, I mean, we can have that another time. My question is, how well do we think those games would probably hold up today compared I, to Super Nintendo? Oh, man. Because I'm wondering if certain older Sega games would have aged as well as Nintendo games. That's a different conversation. It is, it is, all right. Uh, but I think, like I was saying, it bums me out that, you know, I still like the game. Don't get me wrong. But the thing is, when I think about the fact that I don't want to replay it ever, I really don't, I don't really don't care to ever replay it again. It kind of, and it just really bums me out because those are, I find those, like, those are games that, like, I I dislike. Like, The Force Unleashed 2. I played it once. I don't ever want to play that game again because it's absolutely horrible. It's one of the worst games I have played. So a big measure in, in, in value in a game is its replay value for you. It is. A big a big factor for me is replay value. And that's, is, that's an old school sense of mentality, too. Yeah. Because a lot of older Struggle games of were you. pretty short, so they had to do things to make you want to replay them. Yeah, I know. it's so Or it, make them as hard so that you would be. <laughs> I feel like a mixed bag right now, and I, 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 I'm sorry if I'm not really as clear, but this is like one of those games It's like, it has this old school mentality. I have, and I'm thinking of this, this old school mentality right now, and it's really weird. And but anyway, I would just say that my my overall score is a seven point five. And I, when That's I think a good score, I can live with that. Okay, the thing is, when I think of, <laughs> I'll still be your friend. <laughs> it's a I seven. Won't, it, I won't come and kill you now. It's a, <laughs> a seven point five for me. When I think of eight or higher. I that's when the replay the replay factor comes in as well. And the thing is, I I can't award an eight because for one, I don't see myself replaying this game sometime in the near future. Which which like I said, it's like it kind of actually kind of bumps me out because it had the potential of what I remember from Super Metroid, and it didn't draw me in as I hoped it would have. And I'm actually kind of bummed about that. Needless to say, but. If if someone asked me, if someone did ask me, should Mike, should I give this game a try? I would say absolutely. I would have no problem saying absolutely. Give it a whirl. You should try. If you haven't played this type of game, and and it's actually you know financially you know costly. It does not. It's not that much either. So not a very long. Time. And it's not a very long game. Does it have to be? No, it, it doesn't. Be. It, yeah, true. But I would say that go ahead and give it a whirl. It should, be, you know. I think you guys may enjoy it. Audience, I just want you to know that when SB says that he doesn't want to replay it, it's not because the game doesn't have replay value. He's just not motivated to play it. Yes, I should. Yeah, I should, thank you for clarifying that. No, that's is, fine. No, thank you. No, thank you for clarifying that. So I want to make sure that it is clear that the game itself. Uh, I'm not saying it doesn't. It's just that I don't have the motivation to really. You can increase the difficulty level, and it would be worth doing it. Go back to your new game plus. You can try and find ways to break the game and beat it faster. Mm-hmm. I mean, even before you find weapons, because even though it feels like there are only certain ways you, you can go, people have found ways that you can take that. I wouldn't. I don't know that I would say that the developer never wished people would find or anticipated it. It's more like the developers know what type of game this is. People know that they're going to try and break it and find ways to do a speed. And while they didn't put these things here, it's not a failing of the game that you can do that. Mm-hmm. 
that's more that that's an extra you know just an extra thing for those people who like this type of game. It's an old thing, you know. Find ways to break it and beat it faster. Well, when you we were talking about completion, you know, by the end of the game, you know, I even though you don't need to have everything to complete the game, I I, I had I have such this mentality that I like to I like to complete everything. Like I am, like I said, I'm a completion whore. I I I'm just I'm I'm a mixed bag right here. When it's like, well, I didn't need to have I didn't need to have everything. Because I I wasn't that wowed by the the final battle, uh-huh. and it's like well if I don't need everything then I guess I guess is that a good thing or is that a bad thing I really don't know. You know, actually, I said that it sounds like what's a bigger problem for you is not so much that you didn't need it; it's more that you didn't care to go get it. Yeah, I I just I think that's what the problem what the problem is that you're having. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like my problem with the Joker. I mean the Riddler thing. In Arkham City, it wasn't that I, I, you know, that I didn't, I didn't have to beat the game without it because I would have been pissed if I had to. I just, I, it wasn't worth it. That's what that's the problem was. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not the only person, so I, that's why I thought that Riddler stuff was a little weak. I okay. wish it had been strong, but other people enjoyed it. But yeah, sorry for it. Did, it, it loses, it lost points for me because I, I thought it wasn't so well integrated. I, I just, I thought, you know. As yeah. much as there, it didn't feel like that they added more worthwhile Riddler stuff. It just seemed like they added more of, of it artificially. Yeah, and and I could totally, and that's why I could see you not being interested in some of the stuff here in Shadow Complex because you know why would you want to go get that if you're not incorporating it in, in, in a meaningful way? Mm-hmm. What's hard for you to beat that boss? Why do you need it? Like, it's one thing to be able to beat it, you know, to be able to just beat it, but. To really feel like a just badass if you finished your arm just and it, it wasn't as hard. Like, you could walk in there and be like, you're going down. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just like when I walked, when I did the boss battle, I was just like, oh, well, I don't need it. Oh, oh, I don't and I don't care to go get it now. <laughs> so just need it. it. Yeah, but anyway, I, I it dragged that way too long. I apologize. I really no. do. All right. Um, well, I just don't want you to feel badass, B. Because I, uh, I, I agree with you to a degree. <laughs> I guess I just didn't. I guess yeah. I just didn't say anything earlier. Uh, no, 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 that's fine. It was just like one of those things. Just like wow, I, I, it's 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 a game that I don't dislike, but yet I don't want to replay it. I I, I can't recall. I honestly do not remember playing a game like that off the top of my head and just thinking, wow. That's kind of sucks. With movies, yes, it's like I've watched the movie. It's like, yeah, it was okay, but I have no desire to see it again. With the game, I honestly cannot remember, you know, thinking, yeah, it's good, but I just don't want to play it again. I, I honestly don't remember having that type of experience, so it's kind of a first for me. So, oddly enough, it is actually a first for me. Well, gentlemen, uh, even though we are one short this evening, which is sad, it's very sad. We weren't, we weren't as four. We were as three. <sighs> and there were three. And then there were three. Like I said earlier in the uh, earlier in the episode, that we will have Josh, you know, give uh, give us a brief review of of this game within the next episode. And speaking of next episode, we will be talking about our audience choice. Yes, if you do actually submit a request and 
we we I I it goes I, through our very scientific approval process. <laughs> it, goes, it goes through. We've, a, uh, we've developed an algorithm, and uh... <laughs> it goes through a series of code, and we decide and we decide whether we want to play it or not, or whether it is doable. No, uh, it, it's for one. I want to say thank you. Uh, it was from Brandon Pete. He was he had through this game out there for us, and he had even met you know. Um, he knows he's he knows it's not the greatest game in the world, but he did said one of the biggest highlights is the soundtrack, uh, which I have downloaded and I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. But it's called the game is Dark Void. Uh, I don't remember exactly what year it came out, but again, oddly enough, we must have a hard on for Nolan North because he is the voice of the main actor. In Dark Void, it, and he was the voice of the main actor in this game too. So we are, yeah. are reviewing four Nolan North, four games that have Nolan North as one of the main leads. Well, <laughs> Nolan North was the voice of the Penguin, so he's also been supporting character in games that we played. Jesus Christ, that was him! Yeah, he was. A, yeah, he was, it was. It was, was a one of the villains. Was yeah, the he was a Penguin. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. a Penguin. I, in, uh, I don't remember that. City. Oh, hello, Poppy. Wow. No, he doesn't always sound like Nolan North, so that's good. That's, a real voice actor. That's very telling. I I, I might have mentioned I I really don't remember saying anything about that. All right. Anyway, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me this evening to talk about Shadow Complex. Greatly appreciate it. It's always nice. It's always nice to chat about video games. And, in fact, it was nice to we'll actually chance to. <laughs> and it was nice to chat about a little bit of movies, too, since we don't really ever do that either. It's, not anymore. I know, not really. This sucks. Oh man. And then thank you for the listeners for tuning in. And hopefully if you please, if you have any comments or questions, email us at coopmodereviews at gmail.com. Hit us up on the Twitter. Hit up us on the Twitters and tweet. tweet. Go from there. And leave. And leave. I, leave. And I can't recommend it yet because I haven't played it yet. But a new franchise is coming out this week. Dishonored. Oh, I don't know. Franchise. Make it your pick. A new IP came out this week. Dishonored. I'll be giving a shot this weekend, and hopefully, some I, folks out there will be giving it a try. I will go buy. I will go off your word. Old PC aspects to it. I, yeah, I will listen to your word and see if. If you feel like Mike, if it's worth sixty bucks, go pick it up. I will go pick it up and, and you know indulge. But first, I have to do Dark Board. But anyway, uh, th- again, like I was saying, uh. <laughs> thank you for the listeners for tuning in, and hopefully, you tune in for next time as we just discuss Dark Void. You guys. Also, t- I hope somebody's getting XCOM Enemy on no one else. Did that just come out today? Or was that coming out? Yeah, it came out today. Time, God came out with this oh shit! Same I kind of want them both, but I don't have that kind of. I don't got the time and nor the extra money to spend. <laughs> all right, all right, you guys, you take care, and uh, I look forward to chatting with you guys in the next few weeks about Dark Void. See you soon. Take care, guys, and thank you, audience. Peace. Yeah,